It's Feeny. There's blood on the blackboard, Sean. I don't think it's because he ran out of chalk. No, no, it's <laughs> fake. It's all fake. Feeny's pulling some elaborate hoax. Why? Well, why does Feeny do anything to teach us something? What's he trying to teach us? To pay attention or we die. This doesn't make any sense. It does if you've seen as many horror films as I have. This is classic. The locked door. The scary janitor. The bloody warning. And our soon-to-be first victim. Me. Why me? Well, Kenny, it's certainly not going to be any of us. What are you doing? <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday, where we talk about 90s TV and movies. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to talk about a show that, at least for one internet dweller, is connected to the Illuminati. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. Because there's a Tumblr post from a long time ago. I found it through different websites. But there's a Tumblr post where it's literally Boy Meets World Illuminati is the Tumblr name where they just go into all these things about like Danielle official doing these like voodoo and moon signs. And they go through <laughs> all this stuff with the show. But my favorite part of it is a post from five years ago. Boy meets world Illuminati Tumblr can't write anymore because we got in trouble by the police and we have to hide. Oh geez. <laughs> and it's, it goes on. The owner and members on Boy Meets World Illuminati Tumblr have to stop writing because the police have found out where all of us live. We can no longer write anymore because the police constantly check this website every day. The police <laughs> even search our houses randomly. If the police find out that we've updated this site, we'll be sent to jail for a long time. We have no idea how the police found out where we live and we haven't communicated with anyone. So clearly, I don't even have to go back further than this. They but what are they writing? They clearly had a psychotic break, right? <laughs> um, it, but afterward, it says, don't support Girl Meets World and Boy Meets World. There are massive Illuminati symbols on these two shows. The actors and actresses on Girl Meets World and Boy Meets World are Satan worshippers, and they sold their souls. They're Illuminati puppets. One day we may get out of hiding and we may continue to expose these two shows and the actors and actresses on it. Pray for us. Go to church <laughs> and prepare for the new world order because the Illuminati is going to ruin the world. Then in all caps and bold, if anyone claims being the owner of this site or a helper of this site, don't believe them because we're hiding and we're not communicating with anyone. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, um, psychotic break sounds accurate. I think they flatter themselves way too much that the police are checking that Tumblr every day. <laughs> well, with that introduction, we are talking about Boy Meets World. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect to talk about Illuminati, but, you know, you never know with the internet. Yeah. The internet is surprising. I spent a lot of time looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even remotely surprised that you did. Uh, it was a mess. But yeah, we are recording for the first time in a while. We've like a been year? Uh, um We did one in like December. We did two in December. Okay, we did two in December. Yeah. But then before but basically a year. Yeah, oh yeah, because then it was September, because it was right when I moved into where we're recording right now. Yeah. So we're we're gonna try to come back and be a little bit more regular about recording and releasing. 
Yeah. At least try to do it like twice a month. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Aim high. <laughs> anyway, Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. So Boy Meets World was a staple of ABC's TGIF lineup from September 1993 until May 2000. So it's been off the air for about 19 years now. Well. Wow. <laughs> yep. That's what I thought. Yeah. Made me feel very old. It should. <laughs> I mean, I was six when the show started. True. It should be. I don't know. <laughs> it just puts it into context. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm sure most people have watched this, but apparently there are people out there who did not. So I will tell a little bit about it. It stars Ben Savage, a.k.a. Fred Savage's little brother. Fred Savage being from The Wonder Years. And he plays Corey Matthews as the quote-unquote boy. who's The one who meets the world? He meets the world. He's learning about life through his family, friendships, and teachers. And when the series starts, he's a sixth grader who has way more interest in baseball and basically just having fun than anything to do with school. And Ryder Strong plays his best friend, Sean Hunter, a kid from the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak. Is his real name Ryder Strong? Yeah, I actually went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with Ryder Strong. His dad's given birth name is King Arthur Strong. Like his first name is King? Yes. His middle name is Arthur? Yes. That's fun. (laughs) So, yeah, I wasn't surprised that his actual first name was Ryder. Before you get further into these characters, I just want to say... I haven't watched a show in a long time and I never, I don't think I ever watched it all the way through. Oh, I did not know anybody's names. Really? Yeah. Like the characters names or the actors? None of the characters. My first (laughs) notes are just like, uh, all right. Sounds like this guy's name, Sean. Whoops. Nope. It's Corey. The other guy is Sean. Maybe wait, is this Eric? Who are all of these people? They all look the same. Wow. Every one of them look the same to me. (laughs) Well, Eric and Sean have similar haircuts. I guess. But yeah, I it took me till the second episode to fully know everyone's name. That's so surprising to me. I This was like a staple for sure of just my TV viewing for basically the whole time that it was on. Uh, I don't know. I was probably more into cartoons at that point. Fair. You didn't watch TGIF? No. Oh. What? I don't know what we were watching. Not that. <laughs> Something. Wow. Okay. So... Ryder Strong, Sean Hunter, he's from the wrong side of the tracks. He lives in a trailer park with his dad. His mom actually abandoned them when Sean was younger. And somewhat unsurprisingly, given that, he's pretty prone to trouble. Mr. Feeney calls him a troublemaker all the time. And it's usually to do with the instability that he has at home. So this show definitely has a lot of those, like... Very special episodes, but it's most episodes are a very special episode, especially early on. And a lot of those episodes have to do with Sean. So like Sean joins a cult. Yeah, I saw something about that. Um, His dad dies. His mentor almost dies in a motorcycle accident. Like all these things kind of revolve around him and then like Corey being there for Sean. There was one thing I saw in here that oh, it wasn't about Sean. Never mind. I only thought it was because they all look the same. (laughs) It was about Eric? Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah. So Sean plays a very pivotal role on this show. And I think that Corey kind of acts as the audience a little bit where he's the one who's, I mean, it's called Boy Meets World. He's learning the lessons, just like the audience is learning the lessons. And we're learning them through Sean. All the bad things get to happen to Sean so Corey can learn better. Yeah. And I actually read something today. Oh, wait, no, that is to do with Eric. Never mind. Cut see? This. <laughs> yeah. No, don't cut it. See, they all look the same. And you don't know which one's which because you're like, oh, whoops, that's Eric. I thought it was Sean. I just forgot which article I read. No, you just thought they're all the same. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So another one of Corey's friends is Topanga Lawrence, played by Danielle Fischel, who at the beginning of the series is basically this free-spirited hippie, but she grows into a beautiful down-to-earth straight-A student and also Corey's girlfriend and later wife. They do get married on the show. Yeah, I remember. I, I do remember that because then they live like in the dorm together after they went. They lived in like the married dorms. The married dorm. Air quotes. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't remember that being a thing in college. I don't remember that being a thing at my school. I do know it exists at schools, specifically BYU. Is that where they went? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this was a fictional school called Pembroke. Gotcha. So before they actually did the wedding on the show, they had the internet cast a vote with whether they wanted Corey and Topanga to get married because the network was like, they're too young. And the people who are running the show, they were like, we want this to happen. Let's have the fr- the fans weigh in. Well, I mean, how old were they at the point? Were they still teenagers? They got engaged at their graduation from high school. Okay. It seems like a dumb choice. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, true love. Uh, I'm sure it worked out fine for them, whatever. But that seems like a dumb choice. Like, ooh, we just graduated. We should get engaged. Teenagers are dumb. Like, eh. I mean, they break up after they get engaged, but then they get back together. Well, of course they do. They break up like 15 times. They do. A season. <laughs> um, and then Sean has a meltdown, as I witnessed. Yes. In one of these episodes, Sean takes their breakup way harder than anybody else. Yeah, that's disturbing. We'll get I, to that. <laughs> without knowing anything else about him, as I didn't, I was like, man, this guy has a lot of issues to work out with a therapist. <laughs> Very true. Now, the person who gets mixed up with Sean, we have Eric, who's played by, I never know how to pronounce his last name, Will Friedel? Friedel? I don't know. But he's not the brightest. He always means well, but he gets ditzier and ditzier as the series progresses. So I thought that he was Sean's brother. Mm, No. Because they look the same. No, he is Corey's brother, and that's actually the plot point of an episode where Eric is very attractive. He has, like, his cool guy hair. He Did he ever have frosted tips in the show? Seems you know, like right around that time when that would happen. Possibly, but I don't remember that. Okay. His hair was always, I feel like, pretty long. So it would be hard. No, actually, his hair was cut short at one point. So he could have had some frosted tips. I just can't remember. But in one episode, Sean... No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In one episode, Corey is complaining about his hair, how it's like a Brillo pad. And he's like, I come from a good-looking family. Why do I look like this? Oh, so they're like making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I definitely thought that they were related until it's like, oh, I guess not. Yeah. Nope. 
And then the last of the major characters is, of course, and perhaps most importantly to 90s kids like me, apparently not you, Mr. Feeney. I was like, I had no idea who you're going to talk about. Angela. Jack, (laughs) I think, was another person. Jack is Sean's brother. Who's? Wait. (laughs) Older brother? Yes. They meet as adults. Okay. Or they meet... And Angela's Sean's girlfriend? Yes. Okay. (laughs) But Mr. Feeney, he's the sage who lives next door to the Matthews. He literally is on the other side of their fence. They have this low, like, white picket Mm -hmm. fence. And he is always, always the group's teacher. It doesn't matter if they're in middle school, high school, or college. He is always their teacher. Yeah, I got very confused. All right, so I watched... The season five episode first because okay. you sent it to me first. Yeah. And I watched the season one episode second. And I was like, oh, may-, after I watched the first, I was like, oh, for some reason, I thought Fanny was their teacher when they were younger. Maybe he was just the neighbor and like they saw him. And then he was their <laughs> teacher when they're younger. And then I was like, wait. And I looked things up and they're like, oh, he was their professor in high school or in college, too. And he was their principal. I'm like, fuck. What? What is his? What? What <laughs> certification does Feeney have? Is he a kindergarten through fifth grade, whatever, sixth grade teacher? Is he a secondary education teacher? Does he have a specific subject that he teaches? Social studies. Social studies. Okay. Only social studies. As far as I can tell, it's pretty much social studies. When does he have time to go and get his administrative uh, degree when he's so busy chasing these guys around? (laughs) Um, Is he still their teacher when he's the principal? I don't know if he's the teacher the whole time. I know that he's at least their teacher, like when they're seniors, and he's the principal earlier than that. I don't know where the overlap is. So, this man, mm-hmm. this man became a principal, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go back and take this huge pay cut and be a teacher again because <laughs> these guys moved up a grade and they need somebody here. Well, he was already at the school with them because they—it's uh, very confusing their school history because they're in middle school for sixth grade and then they go to high school um so i don't know so I, s- I think seventh, seventh grade is high school for them i i don't know as it seemed like they skipped seventh and eighth grade and went to ninth but i read differently than that so they do skip eighth and eleventh grade but at another time they do reference being in eleventh grade so i don't i don't know i was very confused regardless The show ran for seven seasons and two of those seasons they're in college and they started in sixth grade. So somebody do the math. Six, seventh, eighth would be three, nine, 10, 11, 12 would be seven. So if they cut out two of the years, then that gives them two college years. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it's eighth and 11th is what I read. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. There is a whole website that was dedicated to inconsistencies in boy meets world. (laughs) Um, and I'm pretty sure that was one of them. Yeah, but um, so Mr. Feeney, he's always there to give advice and he's often at the center of all of these episode life lessons, as we will see in both of these episodes, really. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. there's things to learn. Well, I feel like Sean learns more than Corey. Corey's too, I don't know, Corey's dumb. Corey is, he thinks he's smarter than he is. I think he thinks he's nicer than he is, too. Oh, that too. Yeah. And funnier. And just better. Yeah. Real narcissist. (laughs) Fuck Corey. 
So this wasn't a show that you watched growing up then. I mean, I remember it being on TV. I remember watching it. I didn't like seek out to watch it. I probably would mistake it with with the Wonder Years. Oh, at some point, like in my brain, those things kind of mesh. Together. Very different shows. Yeah. Well, Wonder Years is an hour long drama. Really? Yep. Thought it was a comedy. <laughs> uh, I remember Winnie. Yeah. I think it was my first crush. Winnie's pretty good. I can't picture her. <laughs> I don't know if we want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Not yet. <laughs> um, so I definitely watched it all the time. And I liked that it was a very straightforward sitcom that focused a lot on the kid perspective. Because like with Full House, the parents and the uncles and all those people, they're so involved. But this one is really from the kid perspective with, you know, interjections from like Mr. Feeney. So it seemed very relatable in that way. And then also it was very serious and emotional in a way that I think is very different from like Full House. Full House definitely plays up the touching moments, whereas this I feel like just kind of goes all in. It did feel like they were not trying to like I don't know. When we watched the Saved by the Bell, the Falls, when we watched like the special episodes, yeah. it was very clear like, let's hit the nail on the head here and show them exactly what we're talking about and make sure that they can't miss it because ugh. in this, it's more about like the subtle nuances about just being a kid and learning these things. Yeah. And then, I mean, there are like moments like that. In fact, there probably is one in one of the episodes that we watched, but because of how many episodes have that lesson tone to it. I think it would be really hard for them to do that consistently. Yeah. So I watched the episodes in the order that Katie sent them to me from the season five, one first, and then the season one, one second. Yeah. Uh, which order you want to go through them in? Let's do chronological. So let's okay. start with the first season episode. Okay. So this episode is called teacher's bet. It's episode eight of season one, and it aired on November 19th, 1993. I was eight years old. You were six. November? Yeah. Let me get a clock out, and you can give the 60-second rundown. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready? Nope, but when am I ever? <laughs> on your mark. Get set. First thought, holy shit, they're little. Second thought, Feeney makes $40,000 a year. He's not doing well with his union. Third thought, I really like Minkus. Uh, Minkus was cool. Uh, anyways, Feeney is their teacher. They're in sixth grade. They're in a class. Uh, Corey's kind of a dick. And the intro is super weird. And some looks like someone made it Windows Movie Maker. Anyways, they make a bet. Corey thinks he can be the teacher. Feeney says no. They make a bet. Basically, Corey will teach the class for a week. Uh Goes through this. Corey sucks at it. He lets the class fall apart. Feeney is a dude. While all this is going on, just playing poker, comes in with baseball gear on. Love it. Corey actually does his uh, reading because he needs to figure out how to get people to pass the test. And he gets really racist uh, towards the end after seeing racism and learning that prejudice still exists. And he teaches a class and the exact same number of people pass it. And so they call the they call the bet a draw. And that is a minute, 60 seconds. It's very rambly. Well, you got through it all. You okay. hit all the important points. I That did make me have to skip the part where Corey's parents just destroy him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
I picked this episode because I thought it was a good example of the dynamic between Corey and Mr. Feeney. And that's an important part of the whole series. So it seemed like a good place to start. And then as I was watching it, shit got real. Okay, there are a lot, I had a lot of thoughts in this episode. First of all, <laughs> my notes really break Corey down. <laughs> this man shits on prejudice very quickly, saying that it is gone. His dad does nothing about this. He's just like, mm, whatever, kid's dumb. Uh, <laughs> well, he's sheltered. So it's not surprising. He's a, a white boy who lives in like the suburbs. I don't think it's unusual for him to not to know that there is prejudice. Right. But then like no adult intervenes in this thought. They're just like, mm, his parents let, let Mr. Feeney do the teaching. Yeah, I, I understand that. <laughs> uh, Feeney has to be like the calmest human being in the world because, or why does he not care about the other students? Like, I've only ever seen him in any episodes of the two that I watched. Pay attention <laughs> to these kids. Everyone else just kind of is there. Yeah. And did you notice how many desks there were in the classroom? Like seven. Twelve. Okay. <laughs> There's four rows of three. Which then, is he in like a special needs class? Is that no, what this school is? It's just how they shot classrooms back in the day. Okay. Minkus wants teachers to get paid. I was about Minkus. They <laughs> of actually, course you were. They actually had to change that character's name. I, I read that. Yeah. Because yeah. there was like a real person in Philadelphia. I think that's what it says. Yeah. There's a real person in Philadelphia with his name. And they're like, whoa, 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 we can't do that. Yeah. I can't remember what the last name was. It was. Oh, it was Stuart Lemke, I think. Yeah. Feeney's pretty old at this point. Not like pretty old, but like he's an older gentleman. Right. Yeah. He's only making 40,000 a year. <laughs> what is his union doing? There's not. This was also 26 years ago. I don't know what inflation is like. Okay. 26 years ago, but still that man probably has been teaching for like 20 years by this point. Yeah. Come on. I, I, I can't judge it. Uh, I can. That's disgusting. Is that a Googleable fact? Inflation? I'm sure it is, but I'm not going to look it up. There's numbers. $1.74. So $1 then is worth $1.74 now. Or the other way around. Math is hard. So he's making the equivalent of 69600 Yeah. that's He should be getting paid more. <laughs> Let's be very clear on that. Were you like me and you were thinking, Feeney's probably going to get fired, right? No. Well, I mean, I guess I had seen this one, so I knew that wasn't going to happen. But I think... Feeney just gets free reign to do whatever he wants. Yeah. The principals clearly have no care because imagine I'm just imagining like an admin walking into my class as I'm sitting <laughs> here gambling with a student. No one else is paying attention. They've got the 90s cliche of like kids throwing paper balls and airplanes back and forth at random for no reason, which seemed like that was in every 90s. I've never seen it. Kids <laughs> throw things, but they're not like, let's just make this mess of this room. It's a whole thing. Yeah, so while Corey is trying to teach, kids are just running amok. Actually, not running. They're just making a mess. And Sean is teaching Mr. Feeney how to play poker for sticks of gum. Yeah, which Feeney is like also swindling him. <laughs> He's like bringing in mints instead of Roll-Aids. gum. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> nice. Um, Corey is destroyed by his mother when he tells her about the bet. Yeah. 
she's like, <laughs> says something along the lines of, you can't even average a C minus. Like, how are you going to teach a class, you dumb little fuck? <laughs> That's basically the tone of what she said. And then she just walks out. Yeah. And Alan basically is like, you're going to lose your bike. <laughs> well, it feels like his, what's his dad's name? Alan. Alan, okay. It seems like he gets it that Feeney's kind of a creep. <laughs> because he's like, oh, why is Feeney doing this? He's just bored at school? Or why are we... <laughs> and the mom's like, you know him. It's one of Feeney's lessons. <laughs> I mean, they live next door to him, so they know him pretty well. I guess. Um, but Corey's supposed to be teaching the diary of Anne Frank, which he doesn't want to read. He says he skimmed it. It's about a girl. Ugh, why would you do that? <laughs> um... The whole scene where Topanga asks about the dress code and then she's like, I'm cool about nudity. That felt like a weird thing for like them to put in there for sixth graders to say. For an 11 year old to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, and Corey's like, you should stay clothed. Well, he'll change his mind later. (laughs) He definitely changes his mind later. God. When he wants to see the promised land. Oh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) the dad had some good lines. Not that I think your bike is like. In real significant danger or anything, but (laughs) they find out that Feeney curves the test, which is great. Yeah, because Feeney's going to be taking the test, so he's going to score really high, and that's going to make it harder for Corey to win the bet. Yeah. So after Corey reads the book, and after, we'll get into the B plot in a minute, but after... uh, Well, I feel like they're tied together. It's all tied together. That's fair. B plot is Eric dating this girl, Linda... And she is Asian and she gets called uh, a a slur. They don't go into it. Their little sister, Morgan, who I think should be the star of the show. (laughs) She's pretty adorable, but she's only on the first two seasons. That's unfortunate. They made a mistake. They recast her. (sighs) Dumb. She loves Linda so much. Linda, Linda. Linda, 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 listen. Um, (laughs) I love that. I love that video. video. (laughs) I love that video so much. Linda. Listen, listen, you're not listening to me. (laughs) Uh, My mom loves that video. So Linda comes in one day with Eric and she's crying and all this stuff. And Eric's like, oh, some jerk said this bad thing. Corey's like, what? In our town? At our mall? Today? Here? This happened today? And apparently that's all that his little brain needed to completely change for the better. Do you think he read the book before or after that? He was reading the book before they came in. Okay. Um, So this is, you know, what sets him. And he comes in and he's wearing a suit the next day, which I guess, thank God, his parents got him a suit. (laughs) It's probably for a funeral. Right. And... (laughs) Did you notice that Feeney was wearing a meatloaf sweatshirt? I did. It's in my notes. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, nice meatloaf outfit for Feeney. (laughs) (laughs) This is when things got... Way more racist than I expected. Yeah. So (laughs) no one's still listening to Corey and he's trying very hard to be in charge and assertive. Minkus won't help him because of what he said before about how he didn't think that Feeney should be paid more. Yeah. He's like, why should I help you? And he's like, I'm a fun guy now. (laughs) That was a weird part. He's like, Sean, you're a you're Italian, right? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I guess then you're a WAP. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) I took offense. I was like, okay, uh, my family can call my family that you can't. I had never heard that term before. Uh, I mean, I heard my family call like each other that and stuff before, but like I was 
not ready for it on the show. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I audibly was like, oh. And my roommate was like, what? <laughs> I thought that they like maybe made it up, like made up a term or something. And then I was like, well, he wouldn't get that mad about something like that. And so I Googled it and I was like, oh no, it is a actual term, like racist term. Yeah. I said, Corey just hate crime, Sean. I'm shook. Uh, Feeney is going to be fired for letting this go on in the classroom. <laughs> we get to my most ridiculous line, though, here. When Corey, after getting the class's attention, says, You know, I saw this really smart, totally cool Asian girl crying her eyes out. And just the way that line was written, I was like, that seems like something that would never be said in our show today. <laughs> yeah, that was actually before he got their attention. Oh, was All it? of that did not get their attention. It was only him calling Sean a wop that did the trick. Did you hear what he called me? I heard what he called you. Well, what are you going to do about it? He's the teacher. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to knock his head off. What if you couldn't? What if you couldn't do anything about it? What? What if you lived in a country where I could kill you just because of your mom's last name? Corey, what are you talking about? A 15-year-old girl is dead. Doesn't anybody care? Corey. She was real smart and totally cool. She wrote this book. Her name was Anne Frank. They say she died of typhus, but they killed her because her name was Anne Frank. Anne Frank was a victim of anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. Thank you, Mr. Feeney. You have to read this book. And you have to pass this test. Not because of me, but because when someone calls someone else a bad name, it's not good that just that one person jumps up. We all have to jump up. And I was like, this is very relevant to today's yeah. uh, whole, I don't even know what to call it. It's just like an epidemic. My notes say, somebody show Trump this episode. He won't get it, but we could try. Mm, too little, too late. Yeah, that's fair. Feeney's a legend at the end of this, though, when he says, why would I quit? Lack of respect. Unroot. Oops. <laughs> Why would I quit? A lack of respect, unruly students, minuscule pay, and then he pops a Rolade. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you felt that, huh? It's like, man. That your life? What a legend. <laughs> uh, Sean is also, or not Sean, Eric, one of them. Eric at the end says, I'm dating a popular girl because I was smart enough to get in on the ground floor. Yeah, because now Linda's a cheerleader. Oh, this was God. a stupid throwaway scene where, I guess, their mom also is a cheerleader and shows off one of their cheers. And Eric was like, that is so dated. And then Linda comes in and does the same cheer. And he's like, that's so cutting edge. <laughs> the Bobo Skidinkendutin that I had never, I was yeah. apparently is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had heard it, but probably from this. Yeah. Jesus. So there's one other little thing that I found when I was Googling Lindsay Price, who plays Linda and I was curious what nationality and like whether it was her mom's side or dad's side. And she's half Korean from her mom's side, but her parents were actually raised together as siblings. Her dad's parents adopted her mom after the Korean War. Huh. 
Okay. And then once they were old enough to get married, they did. Interesting. So they're not related, obviously, but they were raised as siblings. So she only has one set of grandparents. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway. I don't have any follow-up for that. <laughs> um, Should we rate the episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Have you been watching some Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. Oh, okay. It's just always in your head? Yep. I've been watching 30 Rock. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, okay, well, I like the episode. It was good. I feel I there are plenty of times where I like to have kids come up and teach my class. It's usually <laughs> just for like 20 minutes of a day because I, I don't want to. What do you have them do? Lead a discussion, teach something that they learn. I don't oh. know. Like, yeah, different stuff. Interesting. I'm innovative. Um, <laughs> so, but I would never let a kid teach a class for like a whole week. <laughs> I don't have the ability to take my hands off that much. <laughs> and also, I'd lose my mind. Because I wouldn't be able to just sit back and play cards. I have way too much anxiety and stress. I'd just be like, I'm going to get fired and <laughs> like lose it. But I've dreamt of this. <laughs> Mr. Feeney's way more chill. He is. Although I feel like it's all just festering. He probably has a really good therapist. That's it. <laughs> Let's hope. He needs one. Although, does he need one? He seems like the therapist. Therapists need therapists. Uh, I guess so. You're a lot of shit. <laughs> um, are we doing this out of five or ten? Five. Zero uh, to five. five. Okay. It was good, but, you know, it was also like some things looking back on it now, you're like, mm-hmm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would be in there. So I'm going to give it somewhere right in the middle. We'll give it a three racist slurs out of five. That is actually a little bit higher than I thought you were going to say based on your preamble. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I like this episode because I do think it's a good example of Corey and Mr. Feeney's relationship. And I think it shows also, like you were saying, that he cares a lot about that core group of students. Just those specific <laughs> Just kids. Just those specific ones. Other ones can just fail. <laughs> <laughs> so because it's very representative of that aspect of the show, and I found it very entertaining, not as entertaining as the next one that we'll talk about, but still entertaining, I'm going to do... Four Rolades out of five. Okay. I didn't know that Corey's full name was Cornelius. I read that and I don't know where that came from. I saw it in multiple places. Oh, really? And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever mentioned in the show that I obviously can't think of because I don't know. But I don't remember it being mentioned in the show. I mean, they have other odd names. Topanga named after the Topanga Canyon. Her sister's name was Nebula. Yeah, she's only in one episode. Yeah. Her mom's name is Rhiannon. Didn't she have like two moms or like three dads that played? Two people played her mom and I think three people played her dad, one of whom was from the Monkees, (laughs) who died recently. Peter Tork. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I learned that you can only see Topanga's tattoo in the final scene of the show. And they didn't even realize it was there. Yeah, because that was the only time they've ever had her hair in pigtails or something. Because <laughs> uh, Disney is like, whoa, 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 tattoos? It's like for the devil's work. We can't do that. Not yeah. on a show. Um, it's like a Chinese symbol or something like that. I, I didn't look too close. So so 90s cliche. Yeah. She dated Lance Bass mm. a few years before he came out. They met somewhere and he like asked for her number and... 
they dated a while and then it didn't work out. And then a few late in her memoirs, like then a few years later he came out and I was like, I guess I know why it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason it no. couldn't have been anything else. No. Also, Corey and Topanga's first kiss was both Ben Savage and Danielle Fishel's first kiss. It's very cute. Well, she pins him up against the lockers. That happens later, and it's not cute in the <laughs> next episode we're going to talk about <laughs> with two different characters. But yeah. in this instance, it was pretty cute. And his hair is all, like, crazy. It's, like, yeah, tall. It was, I saw the picture of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one last thing before we go to the next one. Minkus, they cut him from the show because of Urkel. Oh. Urkel mania was going on. They're like, we can't have a character that's like similar to Urkel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. On the same night? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't guess know it makes sense. Night. Well, it's it TGIF. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> They're different shows. You can have a minor <laughs> character that's the same as like another character in a show. He does come back. There's when they graduate high school. Yeah. He comes back for an episode and then and he says something like along the lines of, feels like I've been at a different school than you guys for the last couple of years. And they're like, yeah, we don't go to that part of the school. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Let's go to the second episode. All right. So the next episode is, and then there was Sean, which is episode 17 from season five. And it aired February 27th, 1998. Not Halloween. Weird. <laughs> it was the cast's favorite episode. Yes. I wonder why. I will tell you. Uh, yeah. Gross reasons. One minute on the clock. Ready? Yep. Go. The students, the group, they're in school and Sean is upset that Corey is sitting in his seat. And that's because he broke up with Topanga, actually the other way around. And he doesn't want to sit by her. And commotion starts because somebody wants to borrow a pencil from Topanga and Shauna gets mad and they all get detention. And then when they're in detention, Mr. Feeney leaves because he also runs detention and locks them into the classroom. And then all of a sudden things start happening where there's blood on the chalkboard and the other weird side character dies. Mr. Feeney dies. The janitor dies. Eric and Jack show up. And they all are trying to figure out what's going on. Jennifer Love Hewitt shows up as Jennifer Love Pfefferman. And am I done? Oh, and then it's revealed that Sean is the killer all along. Two, one. I just skipped over a ton because I couldn't tell how much time I had left. Let's do on like 30, 20, 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't think you would have got all of it in that no, last 10 no, seconds no, no, anyways. No. Um a lot of sexual assault in this episode. Yeah, there was. So this one I picked for a few reasons. You mentioned one of them. It's the cat's favorite episode. They said that they could not stop laughing while they were filming it. I mean, it is a ridiculous episode. Which is part of the other reason why I picked it. When I watch it, every time I watch it, I genuinely laugh out loud. I Did I laugh out loud? I mean, I found it funny, but yeah. I was also like, What's going on? <laughs> I genuinely laugh out loud. And then the other reason is because there's a whole bunch of 90s references in this. And so it's kind of a weird horror movie sort of time capsule. It's a meta commentary. Yeah, very I meta. I probably missed most of them. Yeah, we need Sarah here right now. <laughs> Our friend Sarah, who has been on a couple other episodes and loves horror movies. Yeah. I mean, 
Is this right when Scream came out? Yeah. Well, Jennifer Love Hewitt was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Who was in Scream? Nev Campbell? I don't know. I mean, I trust you. I I don't know. I didn't see either of them. I saw Scream in fourth grade at a sleepover at a buddy's house. And I was like, we're not allowed to watch this. It's rated R. (laughs) And everyone's like, shut up. (laughs) I I didn't understand. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, I had no interest in seeing it. And I probably would watch it now. I just I had nightmares for weeks. (laughs) I'm not surprised. I remember that. You had nightmares from uh, Stranger Things, right? Oh, I had a, yeah, I had an Edge of Tomorrow dream the night after we watched that. Oh. Where, yeah, it was like, I just kept dying and waking up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, when I woke up, woke up, I was like, am I awake? <laughs> I kind of was like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> so, the creepy janitor. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that? My question, let's see, my notes on the janitor said, why is the janitor a murderer? Murderer? Why is the janitor a murderer? <laughs> Why would you approach a fucking sociopath like that janitor and mock him? This janitor is probably from something. He's not. Okay. He's not even credited. Cool. So he's, I saw somebody who wasn't there. He's in the whole episode, basically, and he doesn't even get a credit. It's. I think it's because he doesn't have a speaking part, but he is like, I can picture him in my head very vividly. I know you can't. (laughs) I have aphantasia. (laughs) I just learned this. First of all, after I figured out who was who, and after I was like, oh man, Sean's kind of a bro, just like (laughs) stepping in when this other guy's asking for a pencil. Um, You already told me what class Feeney teaches, so that at least explains that. But I thought, isn't he the principal at this point? Guess not. I don't know. He has no classroom control. This man is zero control of his class. He hasn't learned in four years. No. Like, especially if you've had these kids every year and you still can't get them to listen or do (laughs) anything. Like, what? Is that why he keeps moving up with them? He's like, one of these years, I'll figure it out. (laughs) He can control them in his dream at the end. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Sir, Mr. Feeney, sir. Did I even say in my recap that it is all a dream? Nope. It's all a dream. (laughs) I kind of figured it was after they killed Kenny dies. <laughs> oh, and not after they killed Feeney? No, after Kenny died, because Kenny dies with a giant pencil through his head and graphite runs down the wall. I was like, okay, this isn't real. <laughs> that has one of my favorite lines, though. Oh, my so, God, they killed Kenny? <laughs> no, 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 no. So uh, Kenny has this pencil that goes all the way through his head because he's like, right before this, he says... Corey doesn't own Topanga, and I can ask her for a pencil if I want to, and then the lights go out, and when they come on, he's dead. He has this giant pencil through his head, and he slides down the wall, and Corey walks over, and he's like, we'll always remember he was this tall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like that line. That was funny. I laughed at that. And then Eric is like, oh my gosh, they killed Kenny from South Park. Yeah. I got that joke. Yeah. I got that too, even though I didn't really watch South Park. So not knowing the characters and knowing what time, like culturally, this show was on, I assumed Angela was going to die first. So Angela is an African-American character. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she was one of the main characters. I don't know who the main characters. I don't know who anyone was. She had just been upgraded to a regular cast member in that season. Um, 
But then I was like, oh, everyone seems to think Kenny's going to die. Kenny must be a useless character that's never been on an episode. Yeah, before. he was he was never on an episode other than that. Okay. And oh, one of my other favorite lines is before Kenny dies, and Eric and Jack come into the room, which apparently isn't locked. Yeah, okay. So the janitor can't get in because he Well, he didn't try. Right. But like it's locked. It's locked. They're and locked like, in. Do you have the key, old man? And you're like, <laughs> okay, don't mock this murderer. And but yeah, Jack and Eric just get in and I They just open the door. Yeah. And were they graduated? Yes. Okay. They're in college. And at this point, they'd say that there was nobody else in the school. All they saw was the creepy janitor, but also blood coming out of the showers. <laughs> okay, I thought I heard that and I was like, what? And that's when I think Sean is like, this is the work of a diabolical master villain. Corey says, Feeny? Absolutely Feeny. <laughs> uh, so at this point, I still am not 100% sure that it's a dream because remember I said, when does Feeny have the time to do all this if he is the killer? <laughs> and if so, he again should be fired. Yep. Also, these kids have no clue how to get out of their school. Well, the doors are all chained. They said the doors are all locked and chained. Okay. They went and like tried them. If they're chained, that makes sense at least. If they're locked, I'm like, okay, well, they lock from the inside. You can just go out. They went and tried all of the doors and they said chained. Gotcha. And then that's where... Sean is like, the lights are going to flicker and Feeney's going to pop out and reveal his master plan. And then he does pop out. But when Sean pats him on the back, he falls over. There's scissors sticking in his back. And Eric goes, oh, my gosh, they killed Feeney. Which leads to one of my favorite discussions from this episode. It's the best. Insert scene here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Where they go with the, the virgins always live through this or was it virgins never die virgins never die in horror movies well is any one of us safe yeah virgins virgins never die all right thanks for saving me <laughs> i'm dead i'm dead well, I'll, I'll get as sick as you can get without actually dying he's <laughs> dead hey hey, hey. I'll go feeding okay listen as happy as I am for Feeney, I am scared to death here. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> did they think that Feeney made it that long in life and he was just like celibate or something? <laughs> I don't know. Which he actually, his wife on the show was his wife in life. Yes, his wife plays the dean at the college that they go to. Yes. Good for him. Yep. They have been together for a like very six, long time. Like 60 or so years. Uh Oh. He's been married to Bonnie Bartlett since 1951. Woo! I was not born. (laughs) My parents weren't born. Yeah, my parents weren't born either. (laughs) Damn, Feeney. Good for you. Um, So more than 60 years. Yeah. Almost 70 years now. Coming up on 70. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a long ass time. Yeah. That's so long. I'm not even going to live that long. He is 92. He wasn't going to take the job as Feeney. Oh, really? He didn't want to take a job where he was portraying a teacher unless they portrayed them in a positive light. He didn't want it something that would be making fun of or undervaluing teachers. Props (laughs) props to Feeney, a real OG. Well, I 
do think they portrayed him in a good light because yeah. if you ask any kid that grew up in the 90s who their favorite teacher is, odds are they're going to say Mr. Feeney. Mr. Turner. Uh, <laughs> we had a substitute at my school in high school whose name was Mr. Flaherty. He looked like Feeney, like 100% <laughs> to the point that people just called him Feeney. Oh, wow. And he just kind of went with it. <laughs> but he looked very much like it. Did he act like Feeney, though? He was everyone's favorite sub. Oh, okay. So, I mean, sure. <laughs> probably not. The, probably's not good. And whenever my kids are like, I really liked that sub that you had. I'm like, guess who's never coming back? <laughs> when they tell me, like, oh, the sub was so mean. Like, <laughs> request them every time. <laughs> I just want my kids to get stuff done. Yeah. So, at this point, I asked myself when Jennifer Love Hewitt shows up, Why? I, I get it. It's the 90s horror tropes and all that stuff. But then who was there? Eric, I think, was the one that was out with her. Yeah. So the janitor dies janitor before dies. this and is in the squeaky cart that Sean just like pushes down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're done here. Um, and a shadowy figure runs behind them that they don't see. But yeah, Eric is out in the hall. He's the oldest, he says. Uh, yes. And he's not actually the oldest. I think Jack is actually the oldest, right? Yeah, but he's like, yeah, but I've lived the longest. Right. And I was like, what? <laughs> and Jennifer Love Hewitt, a.k.a. Jennifer Love Pfefferman, appears behind him, and he immediately sexually assaults her. Was it Pfefferman or Pfefferkorn? I feel like it was Pfefferkorn. It was Pfefferman. Pfefferkorn is from the Sandlot. But yes, Eric is like, what, you're, are you the killer? And she's like, I'm not the killer. And then he just like starts making out with her. And... Again, I was like, oh, maybe she's been a recurring character. They're like dating. And then she's like, oh, you're friendly. It's nice to meet you. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> what? Yeah. He is making out with her very forcibly. Yeah. Like he has his mouth all over her and then is like on her neck while she's like trying to talk. And that's all before he even introduces himself. I was like, at this point, I was like, well, I see why it's their favorite episode. <laughs> Like, oh, we're just going to get to make out with Jennifer Love Hewitt? Okay. Why did she agree to be on this episode if that's all her character does? It's like, well, I'm going to make out with you. I'm going to make it look like I'm going to flirt <laughs> with Corey. I'm going to kiss Sean. Like, all these things. Oh, yeah. She kiss. No, she kisses Corey on the cheek. On the cheek, yeah. And then, and then you're made to believe that Topanga is the one that pushes the books on her. Yeah. Which, they die from books being pushed on them. <laughs> yeah. So the killer calls, and at that point, they run to the library where they can't be found and split up in the library. And after Feffy, they start calling her, kisses Corey on the cheek. Yeah. Books fall on top of her. She doesn't die, and she's like, I, I know who the killer was. And before she can get it out and tell Eric, who appears randomly, yeah, books fall on both of them. They're dead. And then Jack freaks out because Eric is his roommate yeah. and now he can't pay the rent because he can't afford all of the rent. And he's like, I'm not going to live now. So he's like going to go commit suicide. Right. Which was <laughs> very dramatic. And Angela's like, Sean's still your roommate. You can make it work. And he's like, oh, yeah. OK. But then the, the killer, killer pushes him off. <laughs> yeah, Both Angela and Jack off. And then all we have left are... You said Jack off. Go on. <laughs> all we have left are Corey, Topanga, and Sean. And the killer approaches them. They ask, 
what do you want? Blah, yep. blah, blah. And he silently puts Corey and Topanga's hands together so that they're holding hands. And Sean rips the mask off. And it's him. It's Sean. At this point, my notes say, Sean cares more about Corey than Topanga ever could. <laughs> he is taking their breakup very hard. He has some very deep issues to work out with his therapist. I mean, so we cut to detention where Corey wakes Sean up because he was sleeping. And he says that he's been taking the breakup hard. He says that if those two aren't together, because that's all he's known them as is together, which is not true. Right. (laughs) Thank you. I was wondering that like the second episode is like, oh, wait, they're not together, but Sean's there. Corey and Topanga's history evolves over the years. They don't actually get together until the second season. But then you go back and they're like, we've been together since we were five. And it gets all convoluted and stuff like that. We've been together since we were at baptism. (laughs) But he says that if those two aren't together, then he feels like there's nothing he can depend on. And it makes him angry that he can't fix it. That is a selfish way of looking at your friend's relationship, by the way. Like, you better not break up with them or else I will die. <laughs> um, so that's very dramatic. But, yeah, he definitely has a lot of issues to work out. And, like, the school at the least should be having him talk to a counselor a couple times a week. <laughs> yeah. And Feeney is basically like, well, I think you've all learned your lesson. <laughs> yeah. My last notice is that Feeney needs to be on a plan of improvement at his school because he is not a good teacher. A performance improvement plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then they all leave. And then that masked figure pops out from behind the TV. <laughs> the music gets all dramatic. And then Feeney has the dream where all of his students are suddenly geniuses and know the answers to all of his questions without him even having to ask them, really. Yeah. Uh, Except for Topanga. He stumps Topanga. You stump me, sir, Mr. Feeney, sir. <laughs> and that is the episode. Did we miss anything important? No, I don't think so. All right. So this is one of my favorite episodes. There are other episodes later in the season that maybe I've watched a few more times because my sister and I have a lot of inside jokes about them. Like when it jumps forward in the future and Eric is a hermit named Plays with Squirrels. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up. (laughs) Well, we can still talk about it. No, I don't have anything else other than what? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Um, yeah. He writes his manifesto and his manifesto is basically just about having friends and losing friends, losing yourself. And he marries a moose. Uh, I think yes. he marries a moose. I think it is. I think it is a moose. Anyway, we watch those episodes a lot, but this one is also way up there. Like I said, I legitimately laughed out loud when I watched it. So for me, four and a half giant pencils out of five. Um, I also liked it. I like this one better than the teacher's bet one. Um, but now, like, if I would have watched them the other order, I probably would have been just more pissed off at Feeny than I was. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, you have had years years to get better at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you watched an episode when they were in sixth grade and then one when they were seniors. Okay, but in reverse order. In reverse order. Yeah. God. Oh, my God, Feeney. Oh. Um, so I will give it four psychopathic janitors out of five. Nice. So 
What do you think of the show as a whole based on these two episodes? Apparently. I mean, it seems like something I could go back and rewatch. I don't, I feel like I'd have to be like, I'd have to be in the mood to watch it, which I never am. I just want to watch the same stuff over and over again. We know <laughs> we all thought I might go home. I want to watch 30 rock. Me. Oh, Liz lemon. I love you. And that's it. Yeah. I have a hard time watching the first season and even the first two seasons. I like the ones where they're a little bit older, the best. Honestly, I like the ones where they're in the college years, the best where they are broken up. Corey and Topanga are broken up and they're going through all of this stuff and then they get married and then they're like figuring out how to live on their own I find all of that interesting. Plus, Eric gets so stupid, but I find it still so entertaining. And maybe that's because I watched it when I was a kid, so it's very nostalgic how stupid he is. And maybe if I was to watch it for the first time as an adult, I'd be like, this is ridiculous. But for me, I love it. Okay. So I did watch more than just these two episodes. I probably watched seven or so when I was picking episodes. Fair enough. I figured you watched a bunch. Yeah. So for me, oh, scale for the whole show. Let's get that part later. I have some. I have some other little facts. Here. Okay. Um. So there is a Friends connection for the show. What? And also a Scrubs connection, and they are connected. Oh wow! Our yeah. our favorite shows individually. Yep, and it all comes down to Bill Lawrence, who wrote an episode of Friends. Creator Scrubs wrote an episode of Boy Meets World. So I didn't know that he wrote an episode of Friends. Do you know which one? Um, it is a Valentine's Day one. Okay. There's only one Valentine's Day one. That's the one with the candy hearts. Maybe it wasn't a Valentine's Day one. Oh, wait. There's two. Uh, there's I don't remember what the other one's called. There's one where, well, it's later on, but there's one where Chandler and Monica make presents for each other. Maybe it was a Halloween one. I don't know. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I will find it. Oh, no. It was the one with the candy hearts. Okay. That is written by Bill Lawrence. He also wrote the father-son game of Boy Meets World. So I did look that up because I was trying to find a Scrubs connection for you because I usually do that when I'm picking episodes myself. Mm -hmm. And I saw that, but I felt like this was a better one to watch. I did watch the father-son game. Okay. Uh, there's also another Friends connection. Oh. Although this one's more tangential. Okay. So Mr. Turner, the cool teacher. Yep. He was on the show because of Friends. Mm. Friends was such a popular show that they decided, we need to have a 20-something on the show. <laughs> we have a cool 20-something on the show. And so that's why they brought him on. And they wrote him off because there were just too many characters. <laughs> that makes sense. Because I think... There's another teacher who was on at that same time. I can't remember his name, but he was the African-American teacher. I don't know. Uh, there's a few other things that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, one of them is the death chair. So at the beginning of the show, they wanted Corey and Sean to have another friend. And so there was just kind of a wide range of people that would come in and sit with them at lunch or whatever. But none of it worked out. And so they just left an empty chair there. And because like the characters just kept going away, they just started calling it the death chair. <laughs> well... That explains why Sean is the main friend. Yeah. And then my last little bit here is we talked about this briefly the other day. Uh, you had mentioned Adam Scott was a person on the show. 
also didn't know that Brittany Murphy was a guest star on the show at one point, and I love both of them. So, yep, and Linda Cardellini, and one of my favorite bands of all time, not together anymore, but Rilo Kylie, Kylo Ren, <laughs> Rilo Kylie, the guitarist, sometimes singer in Rilo Kylie, Blake Sennett was one of the bullies on Boy Meets World as. I think his name was Blake Soper then. When Disney took over the show, they banned three of the episodes from being aired in syndication because <laughs> they talked about teen drinking and sex. Sex. Teens don't do any of those things. And if they watch it on TV, they will. That's science. <laughs> That's a show. Let's, uh, let's rate yeah. this bad boy. Let's rate the show as a whole. We got the episodes. So this is one of my quintessential favorite 90s shows even after you know watching these episodes i own it on dvd i've been watching it since it got added to hulu i have a complete picture of it i feel like i can judge it as an adult and so i'm going to give it four feenies (laughs) that's that's funny i was gonna say topangas no okay i'm gonna give it four topangas out of five okay um, I know the show was, you know, a big hit. I know that everyone was excited when Girl Meets World came on and all of that. I have a little bit more about that for later. Okay. I just know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it just wasn't my show. Anything like that. But I mean, I liked the episodes. I liked to watch. And I know that I watched it. And like, when people reference the show, I know what they're talking about, mostly. <laughs> um... Except you can't picture who is Eric and who is Sean. So Aphantasia. <laughs> I didn't mean picture that way. <laughs> uh, God. For those of you listening, Aphantasia is when your mind's eye is blind and you can't picture things. And then at sometimes when you're 32 years old, someone will tell you that that's a thing. And you'll be like, what? People can actually picture like sheep counting sheep when they go to sleep or they can picture their loved ones faces in their head and actually, you know, like visualize them it's not just a blank slate and you're like i know that i'm thinking about it and then you start to question everything (laughs) yeah so drew found out last week that he has aphantasia i thought no one i didn't think anyone could picture things i thought that was just like a phrase and it's mind-blowing that you have this like as not as mind-blowing it is as it is for you i'm sure but for me knowing that this is a thing and that you have it, it it's like startling our friend brought it up and she's like, yeah, only have like 10% of people or I don't know how many have this weird thing. You know, you know how you guys can all picture stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no one can do that. <laughs> Everyone can. <sighs> Everyone can. I can't picture the characters, though. I don't know who is who. It's a whole thing. Talk to me about Girl Meets World. <laughs> Did you give your rating? Did I? No. okay well um with all of that that i previously said (laughs) i also feel like it's it's a really good show and you know it did all the stuff and it might be dated but it's it still worked i actually don't feel like it's that dated i feel like a lot of their problems can be solved by cell phones i mean that's true of most shows yeah um or just like a better internet connection Ross and Rachel being on a break on Friends, if they had texting, no problem. I don't want to even get into anything. Oh, we're going to get into it soon. 
Once we do friends, we're getting uh, into it. God. I might be sick that day. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it four bad haircuts out of five. Because they all have bad haircuts. Every single one of them. I don't think that Topanga has a bad haircut. That's fair. All the guys have bad haircuts. Did you know that the haircut that Sean and Eric have where it's parted down the middle? That they hated? Yeah. So Sean had that haircut when he auditioned and was never allowed to change it. Yeah. But did you know it's called the curtain? Oh, Jesus Christ. I learned that on Wikipedia. So what would a 90s show be without a reboot? Not a 90s show. I mean, it's been, what, almost three decades now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm shaking. You know how old you are. I, I do. So in 2012, Disney announced... <laughs> In 2012, Disney announced that a spinoff was in the works. It would be focusing on Corey and Topanga's daughter, Riley. And in June of 2014, Girl Meets World premiered. And it actually aired for 71 episodes over three seasons until January 2017. Which is a lot of episodes for three seasons. Well, when you're in the Illuminati, you can <laughs> do what you want. I guess so. But Girl Meets World... I feel like stuck pretty close to Boy Meets World as far as its format. So instead of Corey, you have his daughter, Riley, who is played by Rowan Blanchard. Instead of Sean, you have her best friend, Maya, who is played by Sabrina Carpenter, who I guess is also a singer. I don't know. I don't uh, know what the teens are listening to these days. The youth. Instead of Minkus, you actually have his son, Farkle, who is played by Corey... Fogelmanis. I don't know if that's how you say it. Minkus named his son Farkle. Farkle Minkus is his name. I hate everything. <laughs> and instead of Mr. Feeney, Corey is their teacher. What? Corey is their teacher. He's he not qualified. A no, teacher. he's not. Uh, you know, I, okay. That's fair. I know, like, I'm dumb. So <laughs> dumb people can become teachers. So I guess that's fair. But he's, I feel like he wouldn't be a good teacher. Um, a couple differences are that they live in New York City instead of Philadelphia. Jack Donaghy would be proud of that. <laughs> and instead of two siblings, Riley has one brother. His name is Augie. That makes me think of uh, role models. That's uh, Christopher Mintz. Class, whatever his name is. That's his character's name is Augie. No, never saw it. I feel like you'd like that one. Oh, okay. But a lot of the characters or actors from Boy Meets World come onto Girl Meets World. Like, actually, an astounding number. Characters who you're like, they weren't really even on the show, and now they're on Girl Meets World. Do they really have nothing going on? Yes. <laughs> so... Riley's grandparents, a.k.a. Corey's parents, Amy and Alan Matthews, they both show up. Eric shows up. He is now the mayor of a town in, like, upstate New York or something like that called St. Upid. God. Which, if you put it, it together, yeah, is no, stupid. <laughs> and he became the mayor because the people who were going to vote for him, or the people who were going to vote for his opponent in the election all, all died because it's a fascist regime uh they all died oh god <laughs> in a landslide 
Seems conspicuous. <laughs> Seems like maybe somebody held a rally just so that they could have a landslide. <laughs> and so he won in a landslide. Yes. <laughs> I he <hate> did. <laughs> and to blend in with the locals, he wears a hermit costume like his alter ego plays with squirrels from the original Boy Meets World. To blend in like he's trying not. To, uh, I'm not. Don't. Don't. Don't engage with me. Just go it's on. It's near the border of New York and Quebec. So I think it's very rural. But eventually he becomes a senator. Well, that actually does make sense because look at the state of the people we put in charge of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have Angela come back and Mr. Turner comes back. He's actually the one who hired Corey. So he became the principal. Uh, he's the superintendent. Okay. That's how, whatever. Uh, Sean's brother, Jack, comes back. And he actually is trying to get Eric to let his company build a pipeline. So it intersects with the whole senator thing. Oh, boy. Okay, continue. Minkus comes back. Of course. Well, his kid's there. Yes. Mr. Feeney comes back. Okay. And Harley Kiner. I actually watched this episode. Who is Harley Kiner? Harley Kiner is one of the bullies that is in the school in the somewhat early years, like season two or three, something like that. He is the janitor at the school. Not the... Not the creepy murderer janitor. Okay. (laughs) And then lastly, we have Morgan. Actually, not lastly. So later in the season, like seventh season, sixth season, Corey's parents have a baby named Joshua. Yeah. So Joshua comes back. Obviously, it's a different kid playing Joshua, but the character comes back. And then Morgan, the sister, also comes back. So Morgan had two actresses play her on the show. They both come back in the same episode. I did not watch this episode, (sighs) but apparently... Augie has like a crisis because he has two Aunt Morgans. I'm just, let's be clear. I'm never going to watch this show. <laughs> I probably watched 10 episodes at one point. Jeez. Oh, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I believe you. I'm just, I just know I'm not going to. Yeah. So that is, <laughs> that is Girl Meets World. And then most recently, they had a reunion in Boston at a convention. They were also here in Seattle for Emerald City Comic Con. Okay. I did not go. You went, right? Yeah, I didn't see them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's Boy Meets World yeah. at long last. Been in the, We've been planning that for a long time for it to end up that shitty. <laughs> what do you mean? Nah, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I like the show. It was good to watch. Next time... We're going to be doing a game show by the name of Guts. Specifically, I think we're going to focus on some global guts issues. Issues? Episodes. (laughs) Global guts is definitely the superior guts. We can talk a little bit about it, but global guts is where it's at. So if you have a piece of the aggro crag, get it out. I don't know what you're going to do with it, but just get it out. Do you know that people sell that aggro crag trophy on eBay? Like people that played it? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because they're probably like, well... Life didn't pan out for me as an Olympic athlete, so I guess I got to sell this aggro crag now that I'm just a telemarketer. (laughs) I bet it goes for so much, though. 
I would I'm buy sure. one. I know you would. <laughs> well, as long as there's enough people like you that are like, the 90s will never go away. 90s. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. But anyway, we'll be back shortly with that episode. And yeah. in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at TFGIF Podcast, on Instagram at TFGIF Podcast. You can email us at tfgifpodcast at gmail.com. And please, write us a review, send us some stars, do whatever you can. That whole part makes me think of like those radio commercials where they're like, call us at blah, 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 blah. That's <laughs> blah, 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 blah. TFGF podcast, TFGF podcast. If I was a YouTuber, I'd say rate, review, subscribe. I mean, you can still subscribe to a podcast. You can still do that. Yeah. Do it. Please. Please. Uh, anyway, it's late until next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.